You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday. How is everyone today? Doing all right. Doing all right. How are you, man? I'm all right. I'm, I'm making it. That's about all <laughs> I can good. say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, before we, we step uh, any further into our show, I just want to kind of make a, a footnote for everyone who may be listening or has been listening for a couple of weeks. Uh, you may notice that Todd has been absent. Uh, I just kind of want to say that uh, we, we've we spoken a little bit. He is uh, stepping away from the podcast, only temporarily. He's having some uh, personal issues that it's kind of conflicting with the schedule of recording. So he needs to, he needs to focus his time there. We understand. Mm-hmm. It's... You know, I hate it for him that that he's having to go through this, and I don't want to go into specifics or anything like that. Just know that, uh, send him your thoughts and well wishes. You know, yes. he he's uh he's trying his best, and and we understand. But he'll be back eventually. It's just right now he needs his time focused there, so it's understandable. Yes, and we love you, bro. Yes, we do. Hopefully, we get you back here very soon. For sure. For sure. But uh, what have you you been playing, Lace? So, I tried the new anniversary edition for Sea of Thieves. Okay. So, it's been... I I played it in beta, so it was about a year ago. Um, And I'll be honest, I don't think I was the market for it. It just seemed very dull. Like, we had done all of the content in, like, a couple of hours. Me and uh, a friend. Mammoth, Mm. actually, you know. So, uh, uh, we never touched it again. You know, there really wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, so this, the one year anniversary just passed about a week or so ago and they added like a whole new quest line and an arena, which is like a PVP thing and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, all right, everyone seems to have this resurgence for it. They said, Hey, they've added a lot of content. This should be fun. So I threw a dollar at the game pass so we could check it out. And, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of bored with it. <laughs> I really wanted to love it. I, uh, yes, they added a new quest line, but it didn't really add any variation of gameplay in my opinion. So it was just, it, cause like, I don't know if you've ever played Sea of Thieves, but you know, you're a pirate, mm-hmm. you get, uh, these quests in the forms of like riddles, that you would have written down on like scroll paper or, you know, you maybe just happen to find a map and got to kind of figure it out. And it's a pretty large ocean to sail in with lots and lots of different islands. And they're all named something like cutesy. So when you're trying to do the riddles and stuff, you got to put two and two together and figure it out and sail there. And then hopefully figure out where you got to dig if you're looking for treasure or so on and so forth. Um, 
So that's pretty much all it was, rinse, repeat. Like right. find these things, go to an island, dig it up, take it back, turn it in, um, maybe run into other pirates on the sea, have a little PvP match for probably an hour because people just never freaking let it go, um, and then uh, move on. And so to me, all they did was, yeah, they added another quest line, but it it was the same thing. So it's just a different riddle. Now it's longer because you turn into like this one guy, the mysterious stranger. And um, so I just don't think I'm the market for it. Now, if, uh, to be completely fair, I did not do the arena, which is probably the newest game mode because it's focused on PvP. To my understanding of how it's been explained to me, it's kind of like a race. Mm-hmm. maybe you're all getting the same thing and then whoever can get there first and you're PVPing along the way. So since I'm not a huge person into PVP, I did not try that mode. Maybe that would be fun. I just don't think so. So I, I feel I really wanted to love it, man, because there's this resurgence in it. People seem to really be enjoying it, but I just, I just felt like it was more of the same for at least in the adventure mode, which is right. what I was doing since I don't like PVP. So I didn't go into it. Um, yeah, it looks great though. It is a freaking fantastically gorgeous game. It's, it is really, it's, but I just, I can't get into it. I think, I think I'm just not the market for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's a fair assessment on most games because I mean, there, there are games that people have, have loved and gone on and on and on about that. I, I've not been able to get into, so I get it. I think that's mm -hmm. fair. Yeah, so I gave it another shot. I was hoping the anniversary. So they did add a bunch of content. So if you are a fan of Sea of Thieves and may not be aware that this is going on, uh, please, you know, by all means. They had like a mixer event with it too because obviously Microsoft game mm -hmm. uh, Sea of Thieves and with the streaming platform that you could watch like certain streamers do 30 arena matches and get like an Obsidian uh, pack, which was like a special um, gun a special drum because you can play like accordion and drum and all that kind of stuff in the game right. as a pirate. If you want playing little pirate shanties and dancing and drinking grog and all that kind of stuff. So you get like some special colored packs or items to use in the game, um, which I didn't even actually know was going on, but I happened to grab it by just <laughs> watching some people <laughs> do it. Um, so I just happened to see at the bottom, it was like, Hey, collect your obsidian back. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You had to watch sure. like 30 matches or something like that. So I didn't know I had left it up that long, hmm. but, um, yeah. So, ah, I, yeah, it's just not for me. I just don't think I, I can't see me wanting to go back and do it. That's I, fair. Ugh, there was just not I, enough for me to do. I say that by the second time, if you at least give a game another chance and the second time, just not doing it, it's, it's not for you. And I did a whole year in between mm. because the last time I played it, it was also on a game pass, I think, but it was still in early beta or open beta or something like that. So it seemed to be more complicated then because there was more people on the open seas then. Whereas now I think they're all going into the arena to PVP. So at least it's not like I ran into a bunch of people just to make life hell for me. Right. Because once they, they find a ship, my God, some people just can't let it go. Like I'll PVP for a little bit, but after a while I bored with that too. Yeah. So just go away and go do something else. Like, so we're just <laughs> going to keep respawning and doing this. Okay, fine. Let me fire a couple cannons. Oh, we died. Let's go into the dead person ship and wait it out for a minute. Come back in the ship. Oh, let's try it all over again. You know? Yeah. So, uh, bleh. but bleh. it's a gorgeous game. <laughs> it's a gorgeous game. I have to give it that at least. Okay. But fair uh, enough. But I'm done with it. <laughs> okay. How about you? What you been playing? 
Uh, well, I uh, kind of have sort of been playing Mortal Kombat 11, and I say that like I'm not bored with it per se. I think I've just kind of hit a wall with it because Until some now new stuff comes out, maybe. Yeah, because it's just in the the towers of time grindy mode where you've got to if you want to get everything. If you, I mean, all I'm doing right now is trying to collect skins. And, and intros and fatalities and all the stuff in the crypt. And there's still an area in the crypt that I need to get to. But again, that requires grinding. You know, I think I mentioned last week the 50 fatalities on one character nonsense. Yeah. And then there was something else that I have to do that I can't remember exactly what it is. But that's to unlock yet another artifact to get into this one area in which... So it's just, I'm kind of like, so what I'll do is I'll just, I'll turn it on every now and again, you know, and as far as trophy hunting is concerned, I could probably platinum this if I wanted, but the one barrier in my way is I have to play 50 versus matches online and I just don't want to play with people. (laughs) Right. No, I hear you. (laughs) So, and I don't have, I don't have to win the match. I just have to play it. So I've, I've honestly thought about maybe just once a day just kind of playing one and then i'm Throw done it and just walk away yeah happens, if you know. if it's worth it to me to do that i might do it but i i, I feel like i've just kind of went eh. i'm just that's kind of where i'm at with it and i hate yeah. i hate that i've lost interest so quickly but the grind is real even after the patch it's just like ah, god come on but I did. I did find out about the the time crystals. I think I mentioned those uh, last oh, yeah, week that I wasn't works. sure you what had a they bunch were. Of them, but yeah, yeah. It's actually part of the premium store that you can go to uh, if you hit the R two button or whatever your associated right button is on your controller. It'll take you to the store where you can either purchase the premium content on the PlayStation Store or. You can use time crystals to unlock skins, intros, and things like that that you can find in the crypt. But this gives you that, I don't want to say cheat, but the if you don't want to wait for it. you earned them. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to wait for it, you can spend them here and, and get that. So I started looking through, and I think the one thing that I feel like I would like more of are intros. So I spent... I guess it refreshes every day, and it gives you, from what I've seen, it's a handful of skins for different characters and then one intro. And so I've just been buying intros because I'm like, "Ah, skins, I don't care. But intros would be kind of cool for my characters, you know, just to add to uh, kind of vary it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent a few on those, uh, probably bought like two or three, and then I kind of ran out because obviously they're expensive. And, you know, if you... Wanna, if anyone wants to argue there aren't really microtransactions in the game, I'm going to call bullshit because... Well, I they, think the big complaint was that there were so many, right? <clears throat> well, it's... I guess in the, the vein of what it is, they give you... you the, the things you can purchase on the PlayStation Store are time crystals. So oh, you okay. buy, you spend money on that, then you have the in-game currency in which you can push along... But again, it's not a necessity. I understand that. And I understand that's where NetherRealm would sit there and say, no, 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 you don't have to. You don't have to. Well, you never have to. But it's there. Right. So, eh, I don't know. I just, I guess I'll, I'll wait and see 
you know, the DLC characters will come out. It'll kind of bring me back to it a little for a little bit, and then I'll just probably mm-hmm. walk away again. And just, now that we know there's no Bruce coming. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like with that being said, because I, I think I put that in the quicket, so we'll go ahead and touch on it here. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Um, I jump around. I don't get no. the notes ahead of time, y'all. So It's fine, it's fine. But I feel like that discredits that list. I mean, I know oh, yeah. that he's just one character, and somebody could have just slid him in just because, but I feel like it does discredit the list a bit. So we'll oh. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. But, um, yeah, there was that. And then uh, I guess after I got bored with that, I decided to finish up Ace Attorney, which I did. Oh, good. And, and I've not really, gone back yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. But, yeah, but, yeah that's it's still a fun game. I, I really got me wanting them to make yet another trilogy. So I really, fingers crossed, they'll do a second one and then put Apollo Justice, Dual Destinies, and then whatever the other game is that I can't remember that I've not played. That's why I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll put those together in a, in a set and uh, I'll buy it too. I won't, yeah. I won't hesitate. Um, and then I guess just to touch on, I didn't really go into great detail playing these games. It was just kind of like killing time. Uh, kind of went back to my Godzilla game. Uh, it's an older game if anyone's ever played it and, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show very much, but I've heard people complain. It got a lot of bad reviews because it was just like, oh, yeah. this is slow and blah, blah, blah. You got to be a fan. That's all I can say. You have to really enjoy that world for you to just overlook the problems it does. Because it. it is. I mean, it's it's kind of a slog sometimes when you're trying to destroy a city or fight a monster and you just feel like a big lumbering creature, but that's what you are. Mm -hmm. So I have great affinity for the characters. I love the monsters. Cannot wait for the movie coming out by the end of the month. Yeah. Looks really good. Oh, and they did. I saw that there was a press screening. Yeah. I guess last night Mm. and oh man, the reviews are just like good. Oh yeah. Well, good, for good, for good. a lot of them that I've been hearing, it's been, if you love this stuff, you are going to just die. And they did I some think, fan service, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the, the big things that's going to excite anyone who was a little disappointed with the last one, because I, the big common complaint, and I understand, I was I was a little disappointed, is there weren't enough monster fights, you know, especially when they would do this nonsense where... You think a fight is getting ready, and it's like, oh, yeah, guys, is about to mess something up. And then they cut away, and we're like, aw, what? <laughs> so uh-huh. you just, I mean, you were expect you were ready for a fight, and then they didn't give it to you. And then it wasn't until the last 30 minutes of the movie you actually got a, a throwdown. So you're just like, oh. But they said, no, this, you wanted monster fights, you're going to get monster fights. I said, that's fine. That's, but I, I'll, I'll defend, yeah, I'll defend the... 2014 movie i enjoy it but yeah i know i'll enjoy this more so anyway uh but yeah i played it around with it because that was another game that had a grind to it like mm-hmm. i could have platinum that because i played it so much but then there was just like you've got to max out all your characters and it's like how because the whole process of leveling them up requires you to gather uh elements i guess you get 
for each character after you beat them in a level or however that works and then you go into your evolution mode <clears throat> and then you apply that to your characters and you can get a lot of them at a time but you have a lot of monsters so there's okay. this massive grind you have to play through again and again and again and again and some monsters are not um they're not easy to play because Godzilla you've got I mean, your tail whip, you got your, your big fists, you got your atomic breath, and then you get somebody uh-huh. like, you know, a larval Mothra, and you're just a worm. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like fun, if I'm yeah. fair. I mean, you're just... Godzilla and that? Psh, yeah. Hands down. So, it's, it's just like, what am I supposed to do with a worm? But you have... Uh, that's... So, it's got it's got one of those BS trophies where you're just like, come on, man. Really? This is what you're going to make me do? I've done well, all this. Well, they got to extend the content somehow. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I just messed around with it last night, and I had fun with it. But that's just me. Uh, and then yeah. I also touched on Overcooked because that was oh, yeah? one of the freebies. And I realized I want to play with, somebody, with someone because oh, yeah, playing it's alone. It's totally hard to do by yourself and not yeah. as much fun. I was just, uh, I tried it for a moment, maybe played like two levels. I was like, I, I need somebody to help me because this is. It's so hard, right? Yeah. Bouncing back and forth between the two because you have to have the two on there all the time. Yeah. So having someone focus elsewhere, like you have a, a plan in place will help tremendously. I, I could just tell that. But it's like, yeah. there's no way I and can do this And what becomes the most fun is the hilarity that ensues between the two of you actually trying to coordinate. And then y'all get stuck <laughs> on like one side and then nobody can cook or things are on fire, you know? So Yeah. There's a lot going on to it. So I was just like, this would be uh-huh. fun with friends for sure. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually playing it with someone. But I just kind of touched on it, kind of get a feel for it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to wait. So there was that. But that's all I got to play. But uh, we'll see. I'll have. We had a good gaming week. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty fun. But how about we talk about some news because we actually got quite a bit. Um, There was some interesting stories this week. The first one I'm going to talk about uh, kicks off with the massive walkout that happened at Riot Games. Now, this happened on Wednesday of last week, and employees from the Los Angeles and San Francisco offices unified to take a stand against sexual harassment and discrimination in the workplace, something I know that we've reported here on the show before. At least twice. Yeah, at least. Um, Mm -hmm. Riot had apparently been trying to prevent this protest from occurring, but did little to dissuade any of their employees because of what they offered, but I'll get to that. Uh, One of the reasons that this happened now, according to numerous employees, was not only was the aforementioned issues at hand in the company, but also that the company had been forcing employees into settlements regarding those cases. So Riot Games sent out a statement in support of the protest and promised no retaliation to any of the employees for participation. And they claimed to be listening to the concerns of the employees, but also seemingly defending their choice of arbitration. Only, and this is what they offered up, uh, they're, they're going to give employees the option to opt out of the arbitration. That was their olive branch. A lot of companies won't give you that. Yeah, but if you don't want to I mean, be... it's still... Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know how these are going, and I can't imagine they're going well if no one wants to participate. Right. So it's or it's just got to be bad enough that they're like, no, we're not 
No, this is not going to settle anything. Yeah. So there's no telling if Riot is going to listen to what their staff is saying, if the problems will continue. Uh, I'm hoping something good will come of this, but the way they're acting right now, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're listening. We're listening. Are you? Because you... you, I mean, if we're still having this conversation. Yeah. This happened for a reason, and you're, you're clearly not doing enough to make the employees feel like this is going to end. That's yeah. why they did it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, best wishes to you all. I hope it, I hope it goes well. I hope it gets rectified soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hate that. Like you said, we're having to continually talk about this mess and it just continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they seem to be the biggest from what I've seen. I'm not saying that there are or others, at least but the most public has come out about it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there, there probably are other ones, but uh, this one must've just finally Peaked. hit its max. Yeah. So and, I uh, hired probably just the right combination of people that were like, we're done. This mm-hmm. is enough. Because to my understanding, it's not just against women. Like most people think of the harassment. Like yeah. it's kind of just like a whole bro culture that even I guess the guys feel the need to have to chime in on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. But at least that's a good thing I, on some front is at least the guys or at least some of the guys aren't just saying, ah, it's fine. You know, right. and it's not just the women. So at least yeah. there is some sort of divide. So it can be fairly pointed out that it's ah, the women. They're just being crazy. No, there are a lot of people who are upset, men and women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that to a point. Yes. Um, the next story I've got is something I felt was going to be inevitable after the whole loot box debacle that we've had mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Um A senator from Missouri has introduced the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, which is a bill. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't really work on it, but it's fine. Uh, This is a bill that, if passed, would essentially ban loot boxes, pay to win, boost microtransactions, and any other predatory practices being used in the gaming industry. These new regulations would be enforced by the Federal Trade Commission and force a stiff fine on developers and publishers that continue to exploit children. Now, as of recording, this is just in the process of being discussed. It's not been voted on, so mm-hmm. when we know, you'll know, but... <sighs> I mean, I don't know that it will, to be fair. Like, I don't think anybody <clears throat> in our government understands technology even a little bit enough to like have a conversation about it. But but I think but, that's uh, I, I think that's the the big problem. I, I feel like they're going to hear the worst parts of it, and if this passes, all this is going to do is open a door to the video game industry. I feel like it really will. I understand where this is coming from. I do. and the way it's worded, you can't really argue with it. No, like because I, I I've read some of it at least and or at least like the the important points that they were trying to hit as to why they were wanting to bring this bill forward. Um, and, and you can't argue with it. Like, yeah, I agree with everything that was said there. You know, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, kids are playing it. You absolutely 100 percent do. Yeah. And I know people cry parental controls and all that kind of stuff because it, it aren't a lot of European countries who did not make it illegal offering their yeah. two cents now as well. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we decided not to because of this, and we're happy to share with you our studies, you know, to try to keep, you know, the United States from also uh, banning this thing. But 
I, 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 I kind of agree. I mean, yeah. How I easy mean, is it for a child to figure out how to get around a parental control or even start that kind of uh, predatory behavior at such a young age? Because I mean, even adults can't turn away from gambling. You know, yeah, so no, I agree. A child and, who's having fun and sitting there and going on, like you know, you know, you're playing your Candy Crush. You know, kids are doing that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing adult games and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, all I guess I I'm like, saying is I do get it and I understand it. And like you, I, I agree with what they're saying. It, it does need to be reined in. But the moment the government starts regulating video games, there's going to be a change. And people are going to be like, well, why is this change? Why is this happening? Because you know what? The, there are certain companies that would not let this stuff go. They wouldn't stop doing They just doing kept it. doing more and more and got yeah. greedier and greedier and greedier and making it more blatant, more blatant, more blatant. And then mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. So, you know. I mean, I honestly, I, we'll see how it plays out. One, I don't really think it's going to pass. Um, I have a feeling one of the bigger companies will slide some nice money to the right person and it'll all go away. Um, Get on a DA. That's how much faith I have in how things are going right now because <laughs> um, that's kind of how we operate. Um, and then, I mean, even if it does, I honestly, I, I can't say that I disagree with it being passed. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. There's got to be a way to to regulate the just overspending and how much you're charging for everything and mm-hmm. and to where we got to where we are today. People ruin everything. You couldn't have just done it a little bit, made nope. your side cash, did all this kind of stuff, but nope, everything started to have to have it. And they got to pay for those $13 million salaries, you know? I mean, you knew they were going to eventually see all the cash that you're making and go, oh, wait a minute, time to pay the piper. Yeah. Now that we see how much money is going into this part of it, and mm-hmm. you've been dodging us, now we're stepping in. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about greedy companies, uh, I feel as though uh, Borderlands Are you Three. EA? Oh no, well, <laughs> Borderlands. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's been getting a lot of publicity here lately, but uh, I kind of feel like all for the wrong reasons. Now, as much as I would love to see the game fail, <laughs> because I'm not a fan of the series, uh, I like them well enough. Like I, I know go out of my way, but yeah, I know it's not going to fail. Uh, I've just not been a fan. I it never has caught my interest. But anyway, we've already mentioned the replacement of favorite voice actor Troy Baker from the game, and what could many could argue is a very insignificant role, but. I, I don't know how much his character from the other game comes into play, so I don't know. Yeah. But now it seems that a very significant and rather popular character to the franchise is being replaced as well. David Eddings, who originally voiced the character Claptrap, used to be employed by Gearbox, but actually left the company back in 2017. He apparently voiced Claptrap for no additional pay in past games, and when the subject came up for Part 3... It seemed that Gearbox couldn't afford to pay him. This informa- oh, yeah. yeah, this information actually came from Eddings himself, who even stated that he had mixed feelings about even reprising the role in the first place due to an incident that involved himself and Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford, which was the reason he left in the first place. However, he was willing to put that aside and do it for the fans. Now, immediately yeah. after hearing this, 
and hearing his name thrown into the wind, full-time victim Randy Pitchford went on the defense, stating that Eddings was never forced to voice the character for free. It was something that he wanted to do and, quote, reveled in it. Pitchford also stated that they offered Eddings two-time scale for the role, and he refused, calling Eddings bitter and disgruntled. Now, this... Two-time scale, and he said no? Yeah. Well, this seemingly contradicts Eddings' claim uh, to his statements. If I can flip my page here. There we go. I got it. <laughs> Apparently, Eddings asked for, like, his, what he asked for were past royalties from other games and an apology from Pitchford from an assault that happened during GDC in 2017. Now, those assault details have never been made public before now but this was no doubt a response to pitchford's words so eddings laid out not just assault allegations but claims that pitchford stalked him on social media to the point where he had to ban him really and that pitchford had siphoned away $12 million of revenue from an employee royalty pool at Gearbox. And how this works is apparently employees are asked to take lower salaries with the promise of royalty shares. And he took from that, according to Eddings. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> now, like it I seems was, that... Because it just seemed like it was going to be a stupid question in my head, because I'm like, if they're paying into this fund... Is it like in an interest-bearing account or something? It's just a royalty pool, whatever that. Because I feel like you're just—it's kind of like Social Security. Like I'm paying more now, so I can get it back later. (laughs) Yeah, kind of situation. Now it seems that Eddings had had enough of Pitchford's BS and just kind of unleashed a Twitter rant on whatever he had on the guy. However, what's really interesting about it is when the revenue allegations surfaced, uh, Mm -hmm. Pitchford kind of. Stop talking. And Gearbox actually did issue a statement saying, you know, that they would love to have Eddings back and they would welcome him back for future opportunities, but they didn't mention the revenue siphoning either. So I I find that interesting that that's the one topic no one's talking about. Right. No. I don't know. The guy's got a. He's got some thin skin. I'll say that. It's, Not Eddings, it's but Pitchford. Seeming like it. Yeah. yeah. Like. Because I, that's. Is that all these skeletons are coming back to bite him now, and he's just starting to panic. Mm-hmm. Is what it sounds like. I mean. So I'm sure we'll have something new to report next week. I'm sure someone else will say something negative about him, and he'll get pissy and start Keep wanting. Keep an eye on that Twitter. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure we touched on this topic since the game released, but I know that I personally talked about, I've been talking about Mortal Kombat 11 a lot. Uh, so I want to ensure that there is absolutely no bias here as to why I've not talked about this, but I guess the more and more it's kind of come up, you know, I feel like it's it's worth bringing up. There were reports that surfaced after Mortal Kombat 11's release about massive overtime in the workplace with numerous statements confirming like 60 to 70 hour work weeks and seven days a week for at least four months to get the game made or finished. Uh, NetherRealm finally released a statement saying that they are looking into the matter in the most corporate way possible. At least that's the way I saw it. 
because it said, quote, as an equal opportunity employer, employer, we encourage diversity and constantly take steps to reduce crunch time for our employees. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Now, despite that, reports insist that the crunch is still ongoing now due to the recent complaints about, you know, the grind and everything. So they're trying to correct that, they're trying to get that in. So, yeah. you know, anytime I hear about this, I've actually kind of buried this <laughs> a little bit. But a job I had, uh, let's just say well over 10 years ago, uh-huh. when I first started there, we worked 10-hour days, seven days a week for one solid month. By the time that month was over, it felt like all my days blended together. Like There's I couldn't. No yeah, it's just you go home, you go to sleep, you get back up, you go to work, and you go back yeah. home, go to sleep, go to. It's just, and it was just like your brain turns to mush. Doing that for four months, I cannot imagine. I Probably understand. longer than 10-hour days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I get it. I absolutely understand it. And I sympathize. If you're doing this, people don't seem to understand. If you're not the one having to do it, you don't understand what it will do to your mental state. Oh, God. And just even your physical, man. You've just got to be worn down just all around. It's just you, you know you have to get up. You're just slogging through every day. And it's just you can't work like that. And I don't think I don't understand why companies don't seem to understand that you can't work like that. People are not machines. Even machines wear down. Right. You know. I so, I, I don't know if it's that they're not aware or don't care. Don't care is um, probably it. You know, like I just feel like all of these are coming, and and again, this could just be me being, you know, cynical or whatever towards larger companies like that when you've got like the top paid ones sitting up at the top um that are just like well you know they're getting this great opportunity we're paying them well this has to happen while i put an extra 30k in my pocket you know like it's just that's what they're there for and especially if they're independent contractors i would imagine it's like well you know we can just hire another one well, you know, I kind of feel like any good boss, if you're having to make your employees suffer like that, you should do it too. That's just, I mean, to me, that's proper leadership. If, yeah. if you have to do it, I'm going to do it too, because it's not fair to right. you. So whatever you need. And I would imagine I'll, I'll all these you. companies have plenty of money to pay enough staff that if you need crunch days, you have those people that are coming in for their regular seven to eight. And then the next round of people who will come in to relieve them to continue on. So you're not constantly Mm -hmm. making one individual be there for 12 hours. Yeah. Like, I understand, oh, we got a top last year. We got a top last year. We got top. You're making enough to not kill the human beings and make a great product and everyone can live well. Yep. And until that happens, we're going to keep hearing these stories, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, this is not the first place that's had this complaint, so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next thing I've got, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, it seems that PUBG is the first game to be hit with China's new restrictions because it has officially been shut down in the country because it failed to receive a license. In China. So it's it's failed to receive... A or its license for loot box revenue. However, Tencent 
who actually publishes PUBG in China, did offer up a replacement title called Game of Peace, which is very similar to PUBG. However, and again, if you remember what we talked about with these new regulations, this this does not... Yeah, this doesn't... I mean, though, doesn't seem to uh, scream what the game's about, but continue, yes. Well, again, after what we talked about, what the regulations are, this sounds exactly what they're aiming for. The game features themes of anti-terrorism and Chinese patriotism. Plus, the 70 million PUBG players in the country that seemingly would have lost all their stats are actually having those stats rolled over from PUBG to Game of Peace. So, they're still getting their game. They didn't lose any progress. They're just getting a replacement game full of so Chinese still patriotism. So, are they each other? Or are they just like... There's no blood. Together? There's no blood and gore. Sure. That's been okay, removed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I guess there's combat of some sort. But... By de- very definition of what their regulations are, there can't be any death. So I'm confused, too. So maybe they're just getting together, planting trees, doing good stuff maybe, for the environment. Maybe, yeah. Having a maybe, maybe it's paintball or something. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. There you go. But, but, but would game the color of, of the paint be misconstrued as blood? Like, now are we in another the well, line if, area? You'd have to, to make sure that the guns look like paintball guns. And they sure. sound like paintball guns, so you okay. can really placate that it's paintball. <laughs> but we don't know that for sure. I don't know. I'm, we're just yes. speculating. <laughs> we're know. just speculating here, people. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you know. Because, yeah, China's a huge market, man. I, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. be interested to see how all of this starts to take shape. I mean, think about that. Seventy, there. Yeah, 70 million players of just PUBG. So you couldn't lose that market. That was going to be a hard hit. So... Yeah. Tencent knew what they were doing. They were just like, all right, yeah, we can we can manage this. We'll, we'll flip it. We can figure this out. We got mm-hmm. you, people. So, yeah, this is uh, the the start of a, a trend, I'm sure. I'd love to see what other games get uh, taken under the knife like this. Probably so we'll any Battle Royale game that's got that kind of stuff in it, cause that, since that seems to be the hugest market right now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even uh, the free-to-play, like, mobile games and stuff are still really huge over there. You know what I mean? So, it's a huge gaming yeah, market. For sure. Uh, the last story I've got is just kind of touching on Sony's State of Play video that they uh, did. They announced a few yeah. interesting little little bits. Uh, we got an announcement trailer for the Iceborne expansion of Monster Hunter World, which is set to arrive on September 6th. Which I thought, and I could be wrong. I I assumed that uh, this was a free expansion, but I happened to notice on the PlayStation Store this pre-order thing, and I don't know if I just didn't see it. Maybe I I read it wrong, but that kind of caught me off guard because I didn't know we were doing paid editions. Granted, this is, I mean, it could be well worth the addition because it's supposed to be an entirely new world to explore, so I can kind of get that, but it, yeah, they, they, I was almost positive they said no, none of that, you know, we're not going to force DLC down your throat for cost. 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I don't maybe remember I misheard. hearing if they were going to or not. I just knew yeah. it was coming, but I didn't pay that much attention to if they were charging for it or not. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive I saw a pre-order for that. So we'll see. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll look into it a little bit more. Uh, we also got an official trailer for the Medieval remake. Uh, it's got a release date of October 25th, which now we've got another debunked truth or trash because I, I was pretty mm-hmm. sure that was on there. Uh, we got. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm keeping track. I can't wait till the end yeah. of the year to see what we got going on. Uh, there was a Predator Hunting Ground game announced by Ilphonic. So that I'm assuming it's. I'm assuming it's going to be. I'm not. I'm not going to automatically assume they're just going to take Friday the Thirteenth and put a new skin on it. I, but I feel like. They're the ones who did Friday the 13th, so we're going to get something in that vein of, you know, a bunch of soldiers in the jungle, and then somebody's playing the Predator. Play Predator. And, yeah. Which is, I yeah. mean, you know, when I saw that, when I saw their name, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. Why not? Mm-hmm. And they got 20th I mean, Century Fox on their back. Yeah. Which I am kind of curious about that, just to touch on this very briefly, the since... This is a 20th Century Fox property, or at least was. Is Disney going? I mean, where does this fall under that guideline now? We just need, you need just your own original idea, man. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) I I would have been a little too shy coming off of the whole Friday the 13th issues. Now, granted, I mean, after uh, uh, we've seen Disney say that they don't really when it comes to video games you're like ah it's fine we'll just we'll license it out so this this may just kind of be one of those things you're like eh it's fine mm-hmm. but i've noticed they've been cutting a lot of things over at the fox lot just be like no nah, you're done you're done you're done we're done with this and it's fine it's fine mm-hmm. i guess maybe i don't know i'm not i understand people are losing jobs so i'm sorry yeah it's okay i i got i got to Sidetrack, but the the big <laughs> the big thing was finally we got a new trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake, yeah. and a promise that we will see more at E3. So mm-hmm. hopefully we will get a release date soon. So that's at least what I'm hoping for E3. I yeah. want to at least you know show that trailer again. I don't care. Just tell me when. Then yeah. I'm I'm all in. You know, it's we been need something for E3 because nobody's going, it seems. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we need something. But it's been four years. I just realized that the other day. It's been four yeah. years since that announcement. I'm telling you, man, like they just they really start talking about things like way too early, mm-hmm. just way too early. Because like, like I'm they... almost fatigued by the time it comes out. Yeah. And I remember they did the same with Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't remember when they announced it, but I know it wasn't recent. It was years ago. How long have we been like, waiting for Death Stranding also? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, see, like, I just feel like all of them are like, wait a minute. Let us get hyped and excited and then ready for it instead of, like, year yeah. after year going, oh, still we don't know. Oh, still we don't know. Is this the 33 they're showing it at and we still don't know? Okay. You know, I, mean, I feel like that's what we've been doing. Like most movie companies, and I've seen changes to this obviously but i mean most movie companies they know exactly when they're going to release it so they wait 
until the movie's, you know, kind of in the bag and they're just like, all right, go ahead and give them a taste and then Mm -hmm. they'll know it's coming here pretty soon. Video game companies, they don't do that. It's just like, we got something. I'm going to show you. When's it coming out? I don't know. But you saw it. We have an idea. We have an idea. So, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's gonna be a game. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna love what you saw in that trailer, but we, that's all you're getting. It may not be in the game, <laughs> but you're gonna no. love that trailer. <laughs> and it's always that little disclaimer in fine print at the bottom. It's like not yeah. actual gameplay. Yeah, not actual gameplay. It's like thanks. This is just to look cool. Yeah. All right, let's do some quickets. Uh, first thing I've got is Microsoft filed a new patent for a Braille controller that would be able to translate in-game dialogue and chat text. Interesting. Okay. Now, now, hear me out. Okay. How does a blind person play a video game? Because I was so confused. I don't. I my my brain could not comprehend. I was like, "Cool, a Braille controller, but why?" Yeah, like I guess that that would come up because, yeah. Would now, you if know what you're doing in the game enough to make that, and ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I want I want to talk to a. If if you are the market for this thing, let us know. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about it because I'm I'm so confused now. For for. Example, a game like Phoenix Wright. I could see that being for a blind story person. Very story-heavy, audiobookish. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that you need to kind of focus on, but say you're wanting to play Fortnite. How? <laughs> yeah. my, brain's, my brain's having a hard time with this. I can't, I can't comprehend it. So I really want to know. Unless it's for those that are like, maybe they're legally blind, but they can still see enough. Okay. You know, like, I don't know. Um yeah, again, though, if you're the market for this thing, let us know because this yeah, is general, genuine curiosity. And I, I really want to know. I yeah. want to learn, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I want to learn. Uh, we want everyone well, to play games. We just want to know sure. how. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? uh, while we're also on the subject of pat- patents, Sony actually also filed a patent for something labeled a posture control system, which is said to be a full-body gyroscopic device for use in VR that would essentially turn your entire body into a controller. Oh, okay. I mean, it sounds cool, but can they pull it off? We'll see. If they can do it. Yeah. If they can do it, I'm all in. I'd love to see it. Because that's, that's, I think, something we've all been talking about. We need more control in our VR space. Exactly. Make it more immersive that way, for sure. Which I mm-hmm. think Valve is kind of touching on, right? With having all the different sensors in the controllers. We still have the controller, but it's supposed yeah. to be able to track all of your finger movements and all that kind of stuff. So it's little strides. Yeah. Little mm-hmm. strides. I do I do feel like that's what kind of, in some way, takes me out of the VR experience with PlayStation. Is the wands, you know, it's just, I want to be able to do this. Yeah. You know, move my uh, fingers. And PlayStation, especially as good as it is, I mean, even with just having the one camera, I feel like there there has to be, hopefully with the next iteration of PlayStation, like they said, it's supposed to be compatible still with the VR units, that there's some sort of upgrade to it because with the the, the mm. tracking with the eye, I lose, I lost tracking so often with it. 
like yeah. especially with the wands and all that kind of stuff. So as good as it is for what it is, there still needs to be a lot of improvements made there to make it fully immersive. For sure. Which yeah. hopefully they're working on too because they're mm-hmm. promising to continue its support. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo announced their E3 Nintendo Direct will air on June 11th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if anyone's interested there, I think they're promising, you know, updates to old games and maybe some new announcements. Maybe mm-hmm. the Switch Lite or whatever they're calling it. But they didn't say that. I'm just speculating. So uh, we'll Yeah, see. we keep, yeah, the rumors with what's going on with the Switch. It's mm-hmm. It's quite entertaining to watch unfold. From the public. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's definitely this. Oh, no, it's not. I mean, they hired all these people and did this thing, you know, and I'm just like sitting back. Going, yeah. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but in all we'll fairness, we'll Nintendo does have a track record of multiple versions of something because you had your Nintendo DS, then you had your DS Lite, then you had your DSi, then you had your DSi Lite, then you had your 3DS, oh, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. But. <laughs> And it all plays the same games. (laughs) And then after your 3DS, then you had your 3DS XL, then your 2DS. Mm. There's a lot of options for the same thing. Uh, EA Access is coming to PlayStation 4. So if that's your market, you, you wanted your EA Access there, there you go. There you go. And while we were kind of touching on the PlayStation 5, Sony claims that the PlayStation 5 will make loading screens a thing of the past. That is an actual quote. Well, I mean, we kind of seen that 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 was the case, right? A Mm -hmm. 15-second loading scene that was down to, what, less than a second? Yeah. It was a blink. Yeah. And, And, you know, I mean, I'll say for the, as far as the pro goes, I mean, it's noticeable in there. I mean, if Uh you play a game on the the regular PlayStation and then you move it to the pro, you can see a difference in how long it takes to load. You know, there is a noticeable time. It's not instantaneous, but it does move faster. So if they can continue to up that game, you're going to, yeah, you're going to excite everybody if it Mm -hmm. can just get into a game. Uh, a mobile version of Apex Legends is in the works, since that's a popular game. So, there you well, go. You know, Fortnite's on everything, so you, you mm-hmm. got to do it, man. Sure. Also, a mobile version of Dead Cells is in the works. Oh. So if you want to play I'd that? I'm curious there. to see how that would play. Sure. <laughs> that Ubisoft. was hard enough with a controller, man. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No. I, I just, yeah, I can't do games like Hopefully that. Hopefully it's not like a Dead Cells-themed like card game or some crap like that we're going to find out, you know? Like, well, oh, they said okay. Dead Cells, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft announced a Ghost Recon, or announced Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is a new game there in their, their series. Uh, it's going to feature John Bernthal as the game's antagonist, who oh, some right. people may know from The Walking Dead or The Punisher. Mm-hmm. And Ubisoft also stated that the game will have no political statements because they had that issue with, uh, what was it, The Division 2? Where people thought they were being political. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The game will release on October 4th, but it will not be on Steam. This this has been said now. It's not not an Epic Games exclusive. They just said it's not going to be on Steam. 
So okay. I was curious about that. Yeah. Because there, there's there's a fine line in that print, you know. They didn't say Epic Games exclusive. They just said it's not going to be on Steam, period. So, like, wait, did you see it was Ubisoft? Yeah. Yeah, then they got their own launcher. So they're probably yeah. trying to pull a Bethesda. Maybe. Make you go to theirs instead. I just I found that to be interesting, you know. The, yeah. Because because obviously, like, even if you bought a game from Ubisoft on Steam, honestly, like it always kicked up their launcher anyway. Hmm. Like and I it will be on their launcher. Always had to log into Ubisoft, so it's like, yeah, I might have paid for it on Steam, but I was still like getting bounced back in and out of the. I don't know if it's necessarily their launcher, but they still always make you log in to yeah. Ubisoft. So maybe they're just skipping the runaround now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, a video game based on the film series John Wick was announced. Uh, it's called John I Wick Hex. Hex. Yeah. And it will also it will be a, uh, an Epic Games Store exclusive exclusive at launch. I'm getting tongue tied. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, that looks so cool though. I love the art design. I was watching I see a the art little design. bit of it last night and oh, mm-hmm. it does look like it'll be fun. It does look I like it'll be fun. I haven't seen the game in action, so I'm going to have to look that up. But it's I did see like some of the art. A little bit like a cartoon mm-hmm. style to it, but real rough around the edges. Like, I don't know. It just seems to work. It's not yeah. what I would have pictured a John Wick game to be. But as I was watching it, now hopefully I'm not just getting my hopes up. But definitely go watch the trailer when we're done with here. Because I think it looks like it could be really cool. Like, it, okay. it, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I never knew I wanted a John Wick game, but now I do, (laughs) you know? Hey, "Hmm." no one knew they wanted John Wick until they watched it and was like, That's true, which is an awesome, awesome round of flicks. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I dismissed it when it initially came through trailers and I was just like, eh. And then someone was like, dude, you you really need to check this out. It's actually really good. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a watch. And now I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the killer visage known as Ghostface from the Scream franchise is apparently coming to Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah? There was a, uh, a leak, right. and uh, I thought maybe it was a rumor, but I started doing some digging, and apparently it's 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 there. So just so. the killer, or are they going to throw in some of the like movie people, survivors, or whatever, like Nev's character? I would, I would assume, character. yeah, I would assume we'd probably see Sydney. I mean, I think yeah, because like be a Skeet nice was addition. actually uh, spoiler alert, one yeah. of the killers. So I guess having him as a survivor would be stupid, but eh, who knows? The movie's we'll been out for over twenty years. If I spoiled it for you now, that's totally on you. Yeah. <laughs> there were two, even. Yeah, but uh, this uh, keep in mind this has not been officially announced as of our recording, but it it seemingly confirmed at this point. So. Okay. There, there you go. They're, they're killing it over there. If that's the case, I feel like it's every couple of months we're hearing about a new thing. Oh yeah, for sure. In the game, uh, there's a documentary called "Raising Kratos," which chronicles the work of Santa Monica Studios during the making of the new God of War game. It's now available to watch on the PlayStation YouTube channel if it interests you. It's about two hours. I've heard people that have already like crammed it in yesterday. There, it's pretty cool. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. I mean, I like a good documentary if it's uh, well done. Mm -hmm. And finally, Ryan Reynolds apparently recorded R-rated dialogue for Detective Pikachu. Because, of course, course he did. did. 
<laughs> I mean, of course, right? I just, <laughs> I really. it was enough to make a whole other movie, right? Like, yeah. is that the rumor I heard? Or I think so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just a part of me really wants, somebody just needs to release just Leak a sliver some, just somewhere. Come on. Please. Come on. <laughs> come on. Make it an R-rated thing so you don't get in trouble or whatever you mm-hmm. got to do. I don't know. But us adults want to know. Yeah. All right, you want to do some uh, truth or trash? Let's go. I'm not. I don't think I have a great track record going anymore. But well, I've got a, I've got two for you, and I think they're they're pretty basic. I mean, these are good possibilities. These are okay. really good possibilities. So uh, the first one I've got is Sega is making a new Super Monkey Ball. I've never even heard of uh, the original Super Monkey Ball. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Guess. Uh, I mean, I've I've not I really played shame? it. No, I thought it was at least a well-known property to a point. But I mean, I'm not Maybe saying I've played it, and but I'm aware of it. It's been out for some time. Uh, the trash. Okay. And then I'm Fair sure enough. we'll find out next week it's true. I feel like that's how this has been going for me lately. Within like two or three days, I'm like, Stephen, did I say blah, blah, blah? Nope. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> well, this one we'll know pretty soon, at least uh, within a, a month or so. Deep Silver will announce Saints Row 5 at E3. Oh. I mean, I guess. Um, who'd you say it was again? Deep Silver. Um hmm Sure, let's go truth. Okay. It's been a while since the Saints Row game. Yeah. I mean, uh, Agents of only, Mayhem. the only thing I'm basing it off of. <laughs> yeah. Agents of Mayhem was a disaster, and they need to go back to their roots. They need but to go back to Saints Row. But that technically wasn't a Saints Row game, right? Like, no, but that was the was. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Like they were like, well, let's do something. It's not quite that, but it's a spinoff. And but it, but we'll um, use the same symbols and all this kind of stuff for it. It'll yeah. be fine. Nah, fine. it was not fine. It was not. All right, I'm gonna jump into some release dates. Uh, first, on May 14th, we have Rage 2 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Curious to see how that's gonna do. Yeah, I feel like that kind of sl- slid under the radar too until it was just like, hey. Yeah, it did. Uh, Red Out for Nintendo Switch. Plague, or A Plague Tale Innocence for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Evil Defenders for Nintendo Switch. Sniper Elite Version 2 Remastered for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. And Rock of Ages 2, Big and Boulder. Nah. Like Boulder. Yeah, for the Nintendo Switch. Then on uh, May 15th, we have Feudal Alloy for Xbox One and Undead Horde for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. On May 16th, we have Bubsy Paws of Fire because everybody loves a Bubsy game for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Then we have the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which I'm kind of excited about, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. 39 Days to Mars for Nintendo Switch. Coral for Nintendo Switch, Project Nimbus Complete Edition for Nintendo Switch, and Thief Simulator and Octageddon for Nintendo Switch. And finally, on May 17th, we have Steven Universe Save the Light 
Okay, KO, let's play Heroes 2 games in one. <laughs> Whew. For yeah. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. That was two separate games, just so you're aware. You can get them together. Oh. That's It's Steven Universe Save the Light and OKKO Let's Play. Okay. Heroes, maybe. That's two games in one. It's a package. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, because that did sound like one really long title. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Then we have Darkwood for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, and Akane for Nintendo Switch. Whew. Good job. You want to play our new favorite game called Name That Game? It's okay. Just listen to it. Oh. Okay, here we go. That's right. Here we go. There you go. Isn't that like the pyramid theme song? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's always catchy. I know, my game shows. I used to be addicted to game shows, man. Same. Okay, I've got five for you today. Okay. And I did... I'm going to go for one out of five. So... One thing you'll notice this week, because I was being a little bit more clever, is uh, a lot of the titles are going to be very reminiscent of what they are, or what it is. Okay. So maybe it's just a tweak or a change of what the title actually is. So it might make it a little bit more difficult. Oh, because I was doing so great at the game already. (laughs) Yeah. But then again, (laughs) it may very well clearly point out the true title so we'll find out okay all right let's do it all right the first game is a quick paced platformer with enemies friendly and non-friendly that can that you can kill to earn points and rewards that is it okay is this a player runs fast b Player goes jump. C. Player fights quick. Or D. Player earns things. <laughs> They're all terrible titles. They are. <laughs> okay, so player runs fast. Mm-hmm. Player wins things. Player. What? Goes. Player runs fast. Uh-huh. Player goes jump. Player fights quick. Player earns things. Player earns things. No, it was B. Player goes jump. My other op. I was going leaning towards C for some reason. Remember, just go against your gut. <laughs> well, my my other option was C, so I would have been wrong regardless in this situation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, uh, this next game is a classic two D platform adventure in which you play as a corgi who comes home to find that his bay has been kidnapped by the Aww. evil Veronica Vet. To, to thwart his arch enemy, he must travel the world and undo what the vet has done to gain back the love of his life. Along the way, he questions the places and characters that he encounters and why Bay was taken from him in the first place. Is this A, Peanut, 
B. Corey. C. Bebe. Or D. Mutt. <laughs> I love how your face dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you were just so done. (laughs) Like, because by that look is, oh, my God, one of these is the title of the game. Yeah, Um, it is. Jeez, Bebe, Corey, Mutt, or Peanut. Oh, Jesus. Corey. Maybe the dog. Corgi. Corey the Corgi. It was A, Peanut. It was A? Yeah, Peanut. Peanut? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm done with you guys. <laughs> who are these? Who are these developers? I need to start writing some strongly worded letters. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> this next game Peanut. is an interactive live-action found footage comedy horror game that features okay. some internet personalities that you may or may not be familiar with playing as friends in an online video chat that has taken possession. That is taken possession. That is weird. By one of the other characters' brother, all because they didn't subscribe to him on his MyTube channel. Do you follow that, or do you need me to try again? I don't know that I did. I think up until the take possession of with the brother is where I got. Well, yeah, it's. Their their print because again I pull these directly from their description so maybe they need oh I to, believe to you okay let me try that again okay. it's all the things that it is comedy horror found footage comedy. live action okay. game you play as friends in an online video chat okay which is taken over let's just say that it's taken over by one of the characters brother okay. All because he didn't subscribe to their to his MyTube channel. So he bogarted their video chat. Correct. Is not this, sure why I see what the complication is here, but sure, okay. So is the title yeah. Is it A the streaming possession? B one million dislikes. C unfriend me or D unsubscribe the game. D, unsubscribe the game. You are correct. That's... Oh, was I? I was thinking, yep. I'm like, crap. He's going to say the the freaking streaming possession or whatever the crap it was, the first <laughs> one you said. You are correct. Hey. Good job. <coughs> I said All one right. out of five. Yeah. I mean, you're, you've got so a, at got least a record. Your you're stats are, are at least pretty good. You're, you're going to get it's one It's not going at down at least, right? <laughs> Not getting worse. Right. Okay. This next game is a top-down shooter that is set in a very sexy galaxy. Not far from our own. Okay. Explore the system while searching for clues to uncover secrets about the evil cyberblock initiative. Jump into perfect space dates for some casual bullet hell action with lots of visual incentive from the girls. Fearless space pilots will do whatever it takes to help you destroy enemy ships in your path. And remember, their adventures have no limits. I don't know what casual bullet hell action is, but... Yeah. There it is. Is this... very lazy when he shoots the gun. 
Perhaps. <laughs> Is this A, sexy space, B, cosmic crush, C, lunar lust, or D, planetary poontang? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's either A or D. I just know it for some reason. (laughs) Planetary poontang. But that also seems like something very creative you would come up with. Perhaps. So I'm going to go with A, sexy space. It is B, cosmic crush. Damn. I just was going for the most generic sounding name that time. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm putting too much faith in their creativity to name their game. So I'm like, you know what? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Like Peanut. Yeah, Peanut. Why not Corey, you know? <laughs> right? Like, I guess maybe the dog's name is Peanut. I don't know. Maybe there's something else we don't understand about the game. He's I don't allergic. Know. That's his, yeah. the problem the whole time. The vet just mm. throws peanuts at him every time he comes to the, <laughs> I want my bae back. I want my bae. Uh, the last game I have All right. is an adventure game. With an amazing story and unique puzzles about a man named Murat who tries to figure out what happened to him and his love after they fell onto an island they have never been. The cinema device in the mysterious room acts as a portal to different time zones. His brother and friends help him remember the incident, but first... He must help them get their freedom back. Got it? Okay. Uh, uh, Sure. Yeah. I'm trying to follow and and paint a picture in my own head. And yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Is this A, transcendent trust, B, divine doubt, C, spiritual suspicion, or D, platonic paranoia? (laughs) i just i don't i don't know if i even have a gut anymore to trust um i'm gonna go with a it is d platonic paranoia but see that sounded too good of a name i don't know how to play i have no strats it's okay it's okay i have no strats I, i do i do my thing they do their thing it's all a guessing game it really you know? is. Hey, I'm still one for five. I think that's what that's I right. did you're last doing, week. You're doing all right. At least you at least you get some. At least you're okay. not failing miserably. Something. Yeah. <laughs> by all accounts, you should at least get one. Right? You, you would hope by the odds, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we've got a little bit of a headliner here for you today, a little mm-hmm. interview. Lace had a chance to speak with the community manager of Kit Fox Games. Is that correct? She was so lovely. Yeah, she was great. We need more and of she, her. Mm-hmm. Well, tell everybody about it real quick before we send them on over. I mean, it's just I, I had the pleasure of talking to her. So she's at Kit Fox Games uh, with Boyfriend Dungeon. Mm. Which is one of those games that I have actually been looking forward to. I saw it in PAX 2018. And at the time, it was just kind of a concept that they were pitching. Um, they had been working on the game, obviously. But uh, the banner and that person that was out there just hyping it up did such a great job that, in fact, in 2019's PAX, that was one of the games that I wanted to see if there was going to be a playable demo for. Like, they had they had hyped it up so well the year before about this idea. 
Um, and the game is just, it was a lot of fun. She's like the perfect one to be rallying for the community because she's just very personable. She's got a lovely personality, very chatty. Um, so she, she was put in her position and earned by all rights. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then you will hear us talking a little bit um, about the game and a little bit about Kitbox, uh, the developing team as well. All right. So, uh, guys, we're going to kick you over right now to Lace's interview with Victoria Tran. Meeting you is easy. Up across the dance floor. Super Mega Crash siblings. Today we have the utmost pleasure of talking with Victoria, who is part of the Kit Fox developing team, the, uh, the community developer, uh, which is behind the game Boyfriend Dungeon. So thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be talking about Boyfriend Dungeon and sword smooching. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> Like, I discovered this game, PAX East 2018, and at the time, it was just a banner and a lovely human standing out front hyping the game and did such an amazing job that I instantly was like, yes, this is a game I want to get my hands on. And I was so excited (laughs) at 2019 PAX that there was a playable demo. Believe it or not, that was on my list of things I wanted to make sure there was a booth I hit up because they did such a great job hyping it up the year before. So honored kudos to whoever that was. Uh, They did a fantastic (laughs) job. But for those that are listening, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about Boyfriend Dungeon and how we can level up our love? Yeah. So Boyfriend Dungeon is a dating simulator dungeon crawler mashup where your weapons turn into beautiful people and you can take them out on dates to make them stronger because, you know, the stronger your love is, the stronger you fight. Obviously. Obviously. Yes, yes. Obviously. Yeah. And so we'll have... um, We'll have male, female, non-binary romance options. All the weapons have different play styles. There's also a cat if you decide that, you know what? You don't need anyone to make you happy. You can just chill out by yourself and, you know, with your cat. (laughs) I didn't actually know that piece of information. That's awesome. Yeah, we're super excited about it. Oh, so is that going to be implemented just kind of like any of the other characters in the game where it's just like, and here's the cat? Oh, that's great. Turns into brass knuckles. (laughs) That's so awesome. Because I know I played it. I think I went on two dates, however long that the demo allowed me to do it. Um, I just Mm -hmm. thought it was so interesting how like the map was laid out and you had these different dates up there um, and the different personalities that gets meshed up with it. Um, So and and since you had just mentioned it, I love that it's all inclusive. Like that was one of the things that I I really enjoyed that if you're a human, you could probably identify with whatever you want to uh, do in this game. What was the inspiration behind making sure it was friendly to all of those that would be, you know, as as any, any kind of gamer? Yeah, so basically a lot of this game, like the origins of it stemmed from the fact that uh, the team, the Kit Fox team in particular, is like we're only a team of eight, but we're quite diverse. We come from many different countries. We have a lot of different sexualities and genders. Um, so a lot of the times we felt when we played a lot of different games that we didn't feel like we belonged there, like in that world. Yeah. So it was kind of a thing that Tanya, our creative director, was like, she wanted to make a world where she felt comfortable in and where she felt welcome. And that was kind of the basis of why we decided that we wanted Boyfriend Dungeon to have all of these options. That is fantastic. So what was the, so then why, why did we call it Boyfriend Dungeon? 
originally it was going to be mainly boys. Okay. Um, that was like the original concept because we were like, that'd be fun. And they were like, but but then why not just have everything? Um, and then also as we were going through it, we we're like, significant other dungeon isn't that good. That's true. We wanted to do Beyblades, but that sounds way too much like a children's <laughs> cartoon right. that maybe exists. So we were like, maybe not because we might get sued for that. So it stuck with we stuck with Boyfriend Dungeon because it was catchy and fun and why not? It works. I mean, it caught yeah. my eye for sure, especially like the art, the art style that that's behind it there too, which I, I really enjoy. Uh, and I assume that um, with going through that art style and the dungeon crawler, uh, what what was the game that inspired it being a dungeon crawler for you? I mean, we've so we've made um, a bunch of different games before Boyfriend Dungeon, uh, most notably Moon Hunters, okay. uh, and that has combat in it and. We're, we're actually just very used to having making games with combat in it, and it kind of seemed like the most obvious choice for us because that's what we were comfortable doing, especially when it's something as difficult as basically mashing two very different games together. Sure. Uh, we wanted something that we had some sort of expertise in uh, and that we knew we could do, but also that we thought would be fun. And it is. It works. The whole dating simulator, <laughs> dungeon crawler thing. It's just, it really is a lot of fun. And I really dig how unique the the elements that you're using. We might have seen these elements before, but you're using it in such a unique way. So what would you say is the most unique element of gameplay that you decided to implement differently with this particular uh, dungeon crawler slash dating simulator? Honestly, I think... For us, like the most unique thing is probably other than like, you know, the kind of diverse, inclusive aspects mm -hmm. of it is that the dungeon crawling and the dating actually make sense together. Like they weapons will learn new skills and abilities the more they fall in love with you because you're unlocking kind of like their backstory. And it's more than just um kind of trying to really weirdly put two things together that don't work. We actually tried to make it like weave like very well into each other and have it make sense in the game. Yes. And it, it, it does for the little bit that I played. It's it's interesting how you Who did you able, date? I you know, I wish I I wish I would have wrote down their names because it was one woman and we went mm -hmm. to the park. Valeria, and the dagger. I, maybe. Yes, maybe because she kept mentioning how, you know, we, we had to meet in an open place and she had a friend <laughs> ready to come check in on her just in case, oh, yes. you know, and That's then, you know, this strange guy comes up to, you know, what's going on over here, you know, and I did some <laughs> smart alecky response like, what's it to you, you know, and she's like, you passed my test. Basically, I'd like to go out on a date with you again if I didn't Ew. scare you off kind of dialogue, you know, and I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I can dig a woman who uh, keeps looks out for herself, you know. <laughs> Oh sure. uh, yeah. So I think I did use her uh, going into that the first dungeon that I went to, and I want to say I went on a second date with another guy, but it was in a club setting, mm -hmm. and there his female friend was warning me off from dating him. Yeah, and I told him. I just fessed up like your friend just totally told me this was a bad idea. You know, he's like, well, I guess I just have to prove her wrong or something to that effect. And I was like, OK, <laughs> so I was like, I just wanted to see if I could just completely play the field and see if right, they all right. start to talk to each other and then like throw me under the bus or something. <laughs> it's probably how I'll at least do one playthrough for sure. Just be as trampy as possible and date everyone I possibly can get a hold of. Honestly, the game, we're building the game so that you can date everyone you want, nice. anyone you want. And there won't be any consequences because you know what? They're par poly armorous 
They totally don't oh, mind. I They'll let that. you do whatever. <laughs> Polyamorous. Oh my god, I'm I freaking so full love of puns. That. I'm, just ready, I'm just ready to drop them. <laughs> please, please, please. I'm the right audience for it. I tell you what, dad jokes and me get along really, really well. Perfect. <laughs> But no, this is great. And I also doing a little digging, I saw like with your marketing campaign, I feel Mm -hmm. like that was just done so well. Now, I I didn't realize that the game had been in development for about five or six years now. Um, No, wait, it has not. No, it hasn't. Okay, correct me. I'm sorry. It's been going on since 2017. Oh, okay. I'm, I just did math wrong. Okay, so was then was 2018? Was it still just an idea barely in concept? No, um, in 2018, it packs. was a Kickstarter. Okay, because that was Probably what I wanted to that. actually yeah. lead towards, because I, the, since you guys did decide to do crowdfunding, as opposed mm-hmm. to going to publisher and just crush that goal, right? Thank you. <laughs> what was it that you think resonated so much with people that they just threw money at it so quickly? Wasn't it within six hours or so that your yeah, goal was reached? Yeah, we got funded in six hours, which was wild. That is crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. Congratulations on that, by the oh, way. Thank that's you. Insane. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, so I have a serious answer and a funny answer. My funny answer, <laughs> which I think is actually the true one, is that people are just really thirsty. That's fair. They just they just really <laughs> want a spiritual sword. <laughs> that's a fair assumption. Too. <laughs> right? I think they're just thirsty. Yeah. Um, but the, the more serious real answer is that I think a lot of people had kind of the same feelings that the team did where, uh, well, one, like we wanted a world that we felt welcome in, but also two, that we do love visual novels and dating sims, Mm -hmm. but it was always kind of that thing where we always felt that, um, like we basically, we liked reading books and we, we don't mind sitting down to read something, but it always felt like interactive, like visual novels could do more Mm -hmm. rather than just do like the different options and we wanted something to break up that monotony sometimes. Uh, And that's where we thought of the combat idea. And I think that kind of brought a lot of people in because we had a lot of people who were like, I have never played a dating sim and I've always sort of wanted to, but Mm -hmm. you know, like I can't sit, I'm not the kind of person to just sit down and read for like hours and hours. So the combat is going to help me out. And other people who are like, I usually only play dating sims, like, I'm really interested in the combat aspect, especially since there's going to be difficulty levels. So I'm interested. So I think we got like two different kinds of people and two different kinds of play and kind of meshed them together. And then the Kickstarter blew up. Yeah, it did. Uh, So what was the marketing behind getting that Kickstarter out there in front of so many people so early on? As in, why did we decide to do a Kickstarter? Yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, that's always one question that I love to ask developers when they decide to crowdfund as opposed to going to a publisher. Mm -hmm. So was it something that was kind of bred out of necessity, something that you uh, decided you wanted to do first? Or was there maybe a publisher that you were maybe wanting to submit to? It didn't feel right. Yeah. So funny story about Boyfriend Dungeon, actually, is that so we thought of the game in 2017. And at the time, the only, well, not really the only, but a lot of dating sim games, the only ones that were usually successful were like very uh, rated R, you know, like very mature. Um, And this was before Dream Daddy came out. So we weren't sure at all about the market for it. And we're like, is this a good idea? Maybe it isn't. Um, So we at first decided that we wanted to try and find a publisher for it because we haven't worked with a publisher before we've self-published all our other games so we're like okay let's try it out um and i think because boyfriend dungeon was so weird 
uh, we actually got rejected from oh, no. all of the publishers that we pitched to. They were like, this game is too weird. You should change the name. What is the point of this game? So we're, we were basically panicking because we we're like, oh my gosh, what if this game is actually a terrible idea? Right. Right? So we were like, oh, like... A lot of people are saying it's a good idea, like our friends were, but maybe that's because they're our friends. Sure. So we, yeah, so we weren't sure where to, what to do with this. And we're like, well, what if we just announce that we're making the game? We'll see how well it goes. And if it goes well, we'll do a Kickstarter for it because it's kind of risky and we don't really want to close our entire studio over it. So sure. let's just announce it. So we announced it and it was a hit. So we're like, okay. I guess we're doing a Kickstarter now. <laughs> That's awesome. I almost kind of hope that you took a screenshot of the time that it took you to raise the funds and send it to all the publishers who denied you. Like, we you actually, know what? <laughs> we did get some replies oh, from publishers okay. being like, so about that game, we're like, no, uh, you know, uh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like now it's a little too weird, our relationship. So I think we need to keep it the way that it is right now. Take it well, slow. Take it slow. Take it slow, yeah. Maybe we'll put you up on a date and we'll see how that goes. I love that, though. <laughs> just like the bitter, bittersweet that had to feel. Just be like, yeah, we, we nailed this. We nailed this. Uh, I mean, it feels like the marketing's doing very, very well. I mean, a very slow grassroots kind of thing, but it seems like you've mm -hmm. got a huge uh, fan base already built up behind you, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, so what would you say has been the biggest challenge then thus far outside of it seems like funding got nailed, which I feel like is <laughs> always the hugest um, yeah. goal to overcome as an independent mm -hmm. developer. So outside of that, what would you say was the biggest challenge then? Now it's making the game. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> which is... Like, and we expected it to be difficult, but it is literally having to make two very good standalone games. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of time. It's a lot of resources. It's a lot of iterations. Um, so just on the studio level, we're just trying to make the game as good as it can be and live up to expectations. Absolutely. And you said there's eight people on your team. Have you had to expand? Um, no. So the thing is, it's eight people on our team, but we're actually working on two different projects. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's one unannounced game that we're working on right now. And four people are currently working on Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Plus, we're doing publishing ourselves. So yeah, busy whole time. It's a yeah, it's a busy time. <laughs> I'm very thankful you had enough time to carve out and talk with us now <laughs> hearing how much you guys are doing. So and then you already kind of said so this is just a much bigger type of game that Kickbox has has developed in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what would you say as far as like sound design goes? Cause unfortunately with me being at PAX, I, I couldn't get the full immersion as you know, mm -hmm. conventions are insanely loud. And even with headphones yeah. on, you lose a lot of that. Um, what, was there a challenge in finding the right music to fully immerse you in what was going on? Do you have one person that writes the music for you? Yeah, we actually have a an audio director, Omar, who's been amazing and giving us a lot of good feedback. And Ramsey has been, or Marsky, I guess, is his uh, artist name. Um, he's been doing all the soundtracks. Like, it's a fully original soundtrack for Boyfriend Dungeon. And he's worked on a game called Nog Before for okay. co-op. 
And Co-op is one of our office mates, and they actually told us about him, and we love the sounds he made, so we got him for Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, and him and Madeline McQueen, who does the vocals, have been amazing, and they've just... We basically give them, like, an idea of what we want it to sound like, and they make it happen, and it's magic. <laughs> just been nailing it. Sounds like you guys are, well, good headhunting for talent in there, too. <laughs> Is that Thank a group you. effort, or is that is that all you? Can we pat you on the back, or? Oh no, no, you you can you can pat Tanya, our captain, on the back. She is the powerhouse of this team. Excellent. So, how did you all come to be Kit Fox? Yeah, so Kit Fox started in I guess twenty thirteen. It's been six years now. Okay. Yeah, twenty. Maybe that's where I was getting my math wrong. When oh, I was that is probably so where you're getting it. That could be yeah. it. Um, yeah, so they started off as part of an incubator program in Montreal um, called Execution Labs, and basically it was Tanya X Short, Jung Woo Kim, and Shinran Liu who kind of found each other because there's a really good uh, kind of Montreal indie scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, they've never worked with each other before, but they, there was basically a meetup going on and Tanya had asked them to be on the team and to co-found this thing. Uh, and Execution Labs basically provided some support in terms of like learning how to run a business and <laughs> all the other important things that a lot of indies don't think about, like sure. marketing. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of how Kit Fox started. And since then, we've just grown and grown very slowly, but we've been growing. It seems like it's doing it the right way, though. Like, there's something to be said about growing organically from the roots like that, as opposed to just blowing up at, at one time. It kind of comes and goes. So I think that's building a really great relationship with your fans. It's how, oh, yeah. how, how I would look at it. Because, I mean, do you guys have – you have a Discord, right, for, for yes. the developing yeah. team? Um, that's that's awesome. I need to get in there. I tend to yeah, bug a lot of people in the hi. discords. I, I have the power of killing conversation, though. I'll just let you know. I come in. I'm like, hey, and then nothing gets said. And I'm like, wow, should I use this power for good or evil? <laughs> Bring it. Bring I'm ready. It. Let's I'm ready see how it, it works out. Excellent. So do you have a favorite character in the game, then? Is there one that just resonates with you? Gosh, OK. It's so difficult because every time I see like a new transformation sequence for one of them, I instantly fall in love. Um, but for now, I think it might be Sunder, the like super flirty type that you got to date in the demo. That's the one who runs the club. I don't know. There's just something about him where he's just like, he just, he just called me cute once in a text message and I just fell for him. I was like, oh no. What was that? Like the girlfriend was trying to tell me no. And I'm like, you know what though? No, I think I'm going to have to go on another date with this guy. I know. You just, you want what you can't have. (laughs) Quit telling me what's good for me. I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we're just stubborn, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, that that's what I would do. But we've already discussed that, that I'll probably just try to take as many of them out as possible. You know, you just need all the weapons at a lady's exactly. disposal. Or a man's okay, or they's or whoever. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, my gosh. Thank you so much. I, I feel like I could just sit here and chat with you. For a really long time. I just want to be respectful of your time, though, because it sounds like you've got a lot going on. But so the game, guys, is Boyfriend Dungeon. You can uh, wishlist it already on Steam. Yes. I know there isn't technically a release date yet, I would imagine, right? It comes out when your heart is ready for it. When you, uh, or what it says here, when your weapons are beautiful enough. Just yes, gotta get that, that polish too. on there. Excellent. Well, why don't you tell everyone where we can find Kit Fox and how we can keep following along with Boyfriend Dungeon? 
Yes. So if you would like to keep up with all things Boyfriend Dungeon and or Kit Fox related, we're on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash kitfoxgames. We're on Discord, discord.gg slash kitfoxgames. Facebook, kitfoxgames. Basically, Kit Fox games everywhere. It's nice <laughs> that you could nail down that name for across the board, because I know some people with branding, there always seems to be one that somebody stole. Yeah, <laughs> I have a secret shame where our Instagram is real Kit Fox games. Mm-hmm. I had to do that once. The, actually, before my name. Uh, <laughs> like, the mm-hmm. Lacia Finley. I'm like, who's Lacia? Nobody's named Lacia. Who's doing so- Lacey A and taking my name? <laughs> <laughs> you know, who cares about your middle initial, Lacey? You know, but <laughs> it is what it is. Excellent. Well, we're going to have the links, of course, to all of those things in the description below of this podcast, guys. So go click on their Twitter, their Facebook, their go in their Discord, chat along with them. They sound like amazing people. Hey, I hope we can talk to you and some more of the developing team when it comes closer to release. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for giving us of your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It was fun. Excellent. Have a have a good one, you. <laughs> All right. There you go, guys. Good interview. Fun. Good interview. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I had a pleasure. A pleasure yeah. interviewing her. Like I said, I want to steal them all up again one day for a little closer to release once they have that nailed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to try it out. I'm sorry I didn't get to check it out at uh, PAX, but uh, it sounds interesting. I mean, it's such the, a unique concept, or at least the way that they're implementing all of these things that you might have played in another game before. But it's very unique in the way they're utilizing it. So it's 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 gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, join yeah. their Discord for sure. All There's the links will be in, in the descriptions down below and all that stuff down there. So check it out. But that is our show. Thank you to all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art. You can shoot us an email at supermegacrash@gmail.com if you ever just want to say hello, whatever. We'll read it on the show should we ever get an email. Right. Uh, you can also support the show by pressing a like button. You can leave a review on your preferred platform. Tell people what you think of us. And uh, you can even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions if you so choose. Should you want to share the love to your friends, tell them to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Spotabean, Spotify, Podbean. <coughs> I just... Spotabean. That was great, though. Spotabean. That's, that's a new podcasting platform it's just it's all y'all don't even know about it yet we're the first ones on it spot a bean we're the first ones you guys join on this thing's great Mm -hmm. anyway it's found on apple podcast podbean spotify google play stitcher and spot a bean and wherever else you (laughs) listen to your podcast who wants Mm -hmm. to give us money (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening i am stephen white i'm lacia finley Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.